0: It's time now for our Financial Services Board project, and tonight we're looking at market abuse. Now, this mainly comes in three forms, as I understand it, namely insider trading, market manipulation, and false reporting relating to the affairs of a public company. The Directorate of Market Abuse at the Financial Services Board is mandated to investigate and, in appropriate instances, take enforcement action in cases of market abuse that happen on regulated markets. To tell us more, we're joined on the line by the senior forensic investigator in the Directorate of Market Abuse at the Financial Services Board, Eris van Kirken. Good evening to you, Eris, and thank you so much for joining us. Welcome onto the talk shop.
1: Good evening, Mr. Chaba. Thank you for having me.
0: Thank you for joining us, sir. Eris, just tell us about the role of the Directorate of Market Abuse at the FSB.
1: Mr Chaba, as you mentioned the Directorate is a committee of the Financial Services Board. And this committee aims to combat market abuse, such as insider trading, market manipulation, and false reporting. So what we do is we investigate uh, possible contraventions of of, of the Financial Markets Act, and then we present an investigation report to to the committee, and the committee then decides what further action needs to be taken. Now, uh, the it uh, consists of members that are appointed by the Minister of Finance mm-hmm. and is from various professions, such as the accounting profession, the legal profession, etc.
0: But now, when we talk about some of these market abuses, how does the Directorate of Market Abuse get the heads up? How are you alerted to the contravention of the market or abuse our of the main, market?
1: Our main source of information is actually the Janusburg Stock Exchange Surveillance Department, I would say probably 95% of all cases that are referred to us come through that channel. We also um, are open to members of the public if they have any um, possible leads for us to look at. And then we also look at the media. If the media reports on on possible contraventions, we look at that as well.
0: Now, please take us through the three forms of of, uh, market abuse that we've been talking about. What is the difference between insider trading, market manipulation and false reporting?
1: Right. Uh, inside training, what the prohibition there basically is, it says that you may not deal for yourself or for another person in a share whilst in possession of inside information relating to that share. Now, inside information is information that is price sensitive and non-public. Um, that prohibition also extends to disclosing that information or encouraging someone to deal in a share if you have that inside information. So the legislation in that regard is designed to create a level playing field. So it it aims to ensure that all market participants have the same level of information when they trade with each other. Then the second market abuse that you mentioned is is market manipulation. Mm -hmm. So this is where somebody puts transactions into the market in such a manner that it creates a false sense of trading activity or a false price for that share. And um, then you have things like wash sales and things where people trade with themselves in order to move a share price. Then the third aspect that you mentioned, that is false reporting. So this is a prohibition against making false or misleading statements in respect of a listed company. This mostly rel- relates to financial statements and information published by companies. So those are your your, your three uh, um, main abuses.
0: Do you not sometimes find, Eris, that your market manipulation and false reporting are somehow intertwined because one would want to manipulate the market in order to convey a false sense of what uh, the reports say?
1: Yes, uh, um, it, it could well be that that that, that matters intertwined. Um, I have actually just finished an investigation where you had all three of those elements in, in one matter. Mm-hmm. But, but the market manipulation generally you find that people sort of just before the close of market try and move a share price in a specific direction. So you might start buying shares at successively higher levels in order to move that share price. Now where you see that often is is, is where somebody has a lot of derivatives and they have to pay variation margins on those derivatives. Then they go into the market and start manipulating the underlying share. Whereas your false reporting more relates to, to Usually the most of the matters that we see is when a company publishes something on sense mm. and the information that it publishes is not 100% correct. And where that mistake can actually lead to investors making... Uh, an uninformed or a bad decision in respect of of that share, then we would prosecute those people.
0: Who are the parties that are responsible for these market abuses that you were talking about? I mean, you mentioned now about uh, the false reporting about the company itself presenting false statements, but they could also turn around and say, but that's the information that we had at that time.
1: Correct. Um, So so if you look at the the wording of of the Act, it, it basically if you negligently or intentionally make a false statement. So we expect uh, 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 people to uh, to take proper care in making statements Mm -hmm. in respect of listed uh, companies. So um, I'm not sure that answers your mm.
0: question. But but who do you find responsible for some of these market abuses? Is it individuals that are trying to make a big buck? Is it captains of industry that are trying to portray their companies in a good light and themselves at that same time then in a good light in terms of how they are performing and the companies are performing? Or is it groups? Is it syndicates? <laughs>
1: Um, that's quite a difficult question. I think you have all those elements in there. I, th- I think you have individuals, you have companies sometimes making false statements, you have you have a wide variety of, 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 of things. You also obviously have people working together to move a share price because they think they might get away with it if a, if a group of friends, for example, moves one guy buys one day, the next day another guy buys and moves the share price. But, but we rely to all those possibilities actually.
0: Tonight we're looking at market abuse as we see the beginning of a new feature on the talk shop. It's called the Financial Services Board Project and we will continue to focus on various aspects of the work being done by the Financial Services Board. Tonight we're looking at the Directorate of Market Abuse as we look at market abuse and the three forms, namely insider trading, market manipulation and false reporting. Which is more prevalent in South Africa, Eris?
1: That uh, depends on the market cycle. Um, What we found is um, during the financial crisis, you saw more incidences of price manipulation because people are are threatened by the margins, variation margins on their derivative positions. Uh, At the moment, our statistics are we've got five open cases of price manipulation. We've got one case that we're looking at from a false reporting perspective, and then there are about 13 open insider trading investigations currently um, running.
0: And what are the fines for these offences?
1: The FSB is only able to impose an administrative penalty. So for insider trading, we can impose a fine of one million rand and then four times the profit made in respect of insider trading matters. For price manipulation and false reporting matters, there isn't a cat like you have with insider trading, and that actually falls within the discretion of the Enforcement Committee. Um, this committee will basically look at the nature and duration of, of the contravention, the loss that other person suffered, the profit that somebody has derived, etc., and the cooperation that people have given, given to us during the investigation. On the criminal side, the maximum penalty there is 10 years or 10 million rand uh, fine.
0: And, and what have been some of the uh, Directorate of Market Abuse's major successes that you can share with us?
1: It's, um, it's, it's difficult to quantify, you know, what, how you measure success. If it's in, in, in terms of a monetary value, uh, we have had an insider trading matter where the fine was 27 million rand. And then the biggest fine for price manipulation was two individuals who were fined 5 million rand each. So that's a combined 10 million rand. So, but you know, for me, the, the biggest success is actually if, if we can catch somebody who's in a position of trust and um, is trying to take advantage of other people. So it's not necessarily the quantum of the fine that, that defines the success, other mm-hmm. factors as well.
0: Mm-hmm. I want to talk about these other factors in terms of how the FSB identifies these possible transgressions, what are the processes in place to identify whether there has been market manipulation whether there has been insider trading or even false reporting. We're talking to Eris van Kerken, Senior Forensic Investigator in the Directorate of Market Abuse at the Financial Services Board. This is our brand new feature, the Financial Services Board Project and tonight we're looking at market abuse, but let's quickly cross over to Ada Siveta, who is uh, updating us on the match between Australia and Spain. It's a goal! Oh. Oh, yeah! Two points! Fantastic! Oh. However, you say it, make sure it's with the hand. Hansa Pilsner is the proud broadcast sponsor of SAPC's coverage of the 2014 FIFA World Cup. Hansa Pilsner, brood for the dreamers. Enjoy responsibly, not for sale to persons under the age of 18. Gosh. Cheers. Cheers. Santé. Hola. However you say it, make sure it's with the Hansa. Pilsner is the proud broadcast sponsor of SAPC's coverage of the 2014 FIFA World Cup. Enjoy
1: responsibly, not for sale to persons under the age of 18.
0: After the match has just come to an end. Uh, tell us uh, about how the second half went. Well,
1: indeed, Master Chava, the second half went very well for the Netherlands, who uh, ended the match 2-0 over Chile. Leroy Fair scoring in the 78th minute and Madness actually closing it up in the ni- almost two minutes before the close of the match. On the other match between Spain and Australia as well, that has come to an end with the Spanish taking it by one goal to nil over the Australians. David Villa making the magic there, scoring in a back heel tap after receiving a square pass from one front to put Spain ahead, one goal to nil. Coming up in the next match is Brazil versus Cameroon and Croatia versus Mexico. That match will kick South African time, which will be 20 hundred hours, and hoping that Brazil, the host, and Cameroon are going to bring out a large Croatia and Mexico, exciting match as well, so it will be interesting to see that. From now, I'm Atta Sibeta for SAFM Sport.
0: It's a goal! Two! Oh, yeah! Fantastisch! Fantastic. Yeah. Goal! you say it, make sure it's with the Hansa Hansa Pilsner is the proud broadcast sponsor of SAPC's coverage of the 2014 FIFA World Cup, Hansa Pilsner brewed for the dreamers
1: enjoy responsibly, not for sale to persons under the age of 18 the talk shop
0: This is the talk shop on SAFM 104 to 107. I am Masachaba Mdolo in conversation with Eris van Kirken, Senior Forensic Investigator in the Directorate of Market Abuse at the Financial Services Board. We're kicking off tonight our brand new feature, the Financial Services Board Project, and tonight we're focusing on market abuse, looking at the three forms, uh, mainly uh, insider trading, market manipulation, and false reporting. We are taking your calls. If you'd like to engage with us, uh, you SMS us on 34701. SMS number is 34701 and SMSs are charged at 2 rand or you can call us on 0891, 104207. 0891 104207 is the number to dial. Now, Eris, take us through the processes that the Directorate of Market Abuse actually embarks upon to determine whether there has been possible transgression.
1: Mr. Chaba, I'm if I can give you an example of, of something that's identified by the JSE, so we meet with them on a bi weekly basis and we look at the trading that happened in the market. Uh, the systems are quite sophisticated in that they generate flags if there's anything that looks untoward. So, for example, if there's a sudden price spike or, or something to that effect, there would be a flag and the JSE surveillance department would then look at who was trading, is there any reason for that price spike We then discuss the matters with the Surveillance Department and decide what matters we're going to investigate. So once we've logged an investigation, we can typically um, issue a summons to anybody that we believe has information that that, that they can give to us. We can call those persons in and we can interrogate them under oath. We can also ask for documents that, that we believe may be relevant to the case. Um, so our team consists basically of of, of lawyers, um, mostly ex-prosecutors, mm-hmm. and then also accounting people, um, chartered accountants and people like that to understand their the financial intricacies. So once we've combined that report, we then present that to the Directorate of Market Abuse, the committee, and the committee then evaluates whether there is a case to be answered. If they believe that there is a case to be answered, it can be referred to the Enforcement Committee of the FSB, and that would then be for the imposition of an administrative penalty. Now, if I say administrative penalty, it it means a monetary fine Mm -hmm. that is imposed on on these people. Or the director can also decide to refer the matter to the NPA for for prosecution.
0: And in in cases where... Um, you know, the directorate has decided to refer cases to the NPA. What have been some of the circumstances? What have been some of, uh, you know, um, the abuses that you saw that had you thinking, this deserves jail time rather than just a monetary fine?
1: This is actually something that doesn't happen too often. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and there is reasons for that. First of all, and I think foremost is obviously the a burden of proof in your criminal environment is, is uh, beyond reasonable doubt, whereas in the administrative environment, it's the civil burden of proof. So it's only on a balance of probabilities. So that's your first problem. Then um, also, you know, in, in South Africa, I, I think our, our NPA is already swamped with, with very serious matters. Mm. So there might also be a bit of a lack of willingness to, to actually take on all these matters. Then a third thing that's also quite important here is if we have already fined somebody and we impose severe penalties, if we have already fined that person and he ends up before a magistrate or a judge in a criminal court, that penalty that has already been imposed will will be taken into account by the magistrate or the judge. Mm -hmm. So the judge might well say, you know what, this guy has already been punished sufficiently for his contravention. So what we're able to do with, with the enforcement committee and the administrative structure here is the matters go through quite quickly, they're, they're not, but backlogs as you find in, in, in our courts. Mm-hmm. And also your presiding officers all have, have, have intimate knowledge of, of the financial markets. So you have a, a retired judge that always chairs the enforcement committee that understands these matters and he can have two assessors. So it's people that can advise him on, on, on intricacies of, of matters.
0: And, and the, the investigators themselves, because I remember one of the concerns that came up with regards to our policing services was that uh, you know, they lacked personnel that had the in-depth knowledge to prosecute white-collar crimes, like market abuse.
1: Yes, we, 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 we try to, to, to staff our uh, and, and, and uh, have, have properly trained people here at the FSB. Mm-hmm. So, um, as I mentioned, um, a, a lot of people that work here in our department have a, a, a prosecutor background. There are also persons here with, with an accounting background. Mm-hmm. So you hopefully have people that, that can understand these complex matters and that are able to take on these, these guys that can afford you know, proper legal representation.
0: I'm looking at uh, some of the cases um, that you are currently dealing with, uh, especially with regards to false or misleading reporting of cases. some have been uh, uh, ongoing. I mean, the case status is ongoing, and some date back to 2009, 2008, 2007. Uh, financial results for the quarter ended 2007, 31st of March, published on the 25th of April 2007. What is the turnaround time? I know that you said you don't deal with the backlogs that the courts do, but for a case to still be ongoing since 2007, what, what turnaround times are we are we looking at? And are there some cases or some abuse? Uses market abusers, that will take longer to finalize than others?
1: Yes. Um, to the last part of your question first, um, there are obviously cases that, that are more complex than others, that take longer to, to, to finalize. But what you must remember about the dates that we published there, those are the dates of the transgressions. So those are not necessarily the dates that matters came to the FSB. Mm-hmm. So um, we sometimes get people saying, you know, something happened in 2003. And ah. because we actually take the complaints seriously that people give to us, we would then say, "You know what? It happened long ago, but we'll still look at it." So um, that period, the periods that you mentioned now aren't really instructive as, as to how long we've taken we've to been, deal okay. with it. But generally, we we we, we try to uh, finalise matters as, as as soon as possible because you're the sooner you gather the evidence, the, the easier it is to, to prosecute. Your mm-hmm.
0: case. And are there? Is there a timeline? Are there cases that you'll say no? We will not look at uh, something that happened maybe in 1999 or even in 2005. Or are you open to all cases of market abuse? I, th-
1: I think that uh, we would generally be open to all cases of market abuse. But when we, for example, see that that you know something happened in 1995. And we won't be able to get any evidence, you know, somebody died or the people overseas, etc. Et um, Then you might decide it's actually not worthwhile to, to log a case, to spend mm. resources on that. And we would then rather allocate resources to matters that we know that we have a chance at this. Eris, so, I've, got an,
0: I've got an incoming SMS from yes. Double M. I'm going to give you this SMS right after the news with Grikhos as we continue our Financial Services Board project looking at market abuse. The Talk shop. This is the talk shop on SAFM 104 to 107. Thank you so much, Mr. Ada Sibeta. We now look at uh, the market abuses taking place in our markets with uh, the Financial Services Board. Eris Van Kirken joins us on the line. He's senior forensic investigator in the Directorate of Market Abuse at the Financial Services Board. Eris, I've got a couple of SMSs coming in. Double M asked the question, are market analysts absolved from these three ills since they create perception as well?
1: Uh, Master Chaba, the answer to that is definitely no. Um, everybody is subject to these um, regulations. And um, analysts are also particularly at risk because they are in such close contact with, with, with the insiders in the company. So that analyst could potentially receive information from an insider in the company, a director, for example, and use that information in making recommendations.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that would be an, a contravention of the insider trading provisions. So, so the answer is definitely not everybody is subject to, to the act.
0: Another SMS coming in says, um, your guest talks about uh, the JSE seeing red flags. What about subtle inflation? Are there no yellow flags?
1: <laughs> um, I, perhaps the, the, the word that I use is, is incorrect. I'm <laughs> using red flags. Um, what would happen typically is, let's say that a company makes an announcement and the price share price moves, for example, there's a merger also. The Jersey Surveillance Department would then go back and look at all trades that happened prior to that announcement being made. So. Our system is is actually world-class to to identify links between persons and associations that persons have to companies. Uh, With the movements in share prices, there are all sorts of triggers that I can't go into too much detail. But, for example, if if, if your share price moves 2% or 3% at a certain time of the day, it would generate a, a, a report of a possible manipulation of the share price and that would then be analysed by a human person that looks at, you know, what what, what was the reason for this alert being generated. So. The word I should have used is alert instead of red flag. Okay. Orange flag as well.
0: Orange flags, yellow flags, even pink yeah. flags sometimes, depending on the severity of the yeah. transgression. I read somewhere that the FSB's regulation of the JSE is among the best in the world, and I guess this is where this um, alerts uh, that you're talking about come into play. But what about whistleblowers? Do you also get some, you know, information from whistleblowers themselves? And if so, how are they protected? Because sometimes... They are part of, of of the deals, are they not? They themselves are part of the market abusers.
1: Yes, um, we, we do get uh, reports on, uh, from whistleblowers um, just on, on the confidentiality of information that we receive from any person. The Act is very specific what we are allowed to do with information. So generally, under general circumstances, we don't disclose any information that people give to us. There are exceptions to that. For example, if a court orders us to give the information to another person, or we might also share information with other regulatory bodies that look at the same type of abuses. Mm -hmm. Um, Just on your point, you know, that that you mentioned that that, that the JSE is among the best markets in the world. Um, The JSE has been voted the best regulated market in the world by the World Economic Forum for the last four years. So so that is quite an accolade for, for the regulation of the JSE, I think.
0: And uh, where can the FSB be contacted, Eris? We are running out of time, but we will continue to look at various uh, work being done by the FSB. For those of our listeners who want more information, how do they contact the Financial Services Board?
1: Mr. Chaba, I'm going to give you a name. I'm Tembisa Marele. Telephone number 012-428-8025.
0: Eight zero
1: two five, and you're also welcome to give out my name and number. Uh, my direct telephone number is zero one two
0: four
1: double two two nine three one. And um, the FSB also has an anonymous tip off line. So if people wish to, to remain anonymous, they're welcome to do so through the FSB website. Um, there is a portal where you can can um, submit your your complaint and it's being channeled to the right persons in the FSB to locate.
0: Okay. So you're very welcome to call Tembi Samachele on zero one two four two eight eight zero two five. 428 8025 That's 12 eight zero two five or call our guest Eris um on zero one two his direct line is zero one two four double two two nine three one zero one two four double two two nine three one he's senior forensic investigator in the Directorate of Market Abuse at the Financial Services Board and there's also a toll free line for the Financial Services Board call them on oh eight hundred twenty twenty eight seven oh eight hundred twenty twenty eight seven or 0800-110443, 0800-110443. Thank you very, very much for your time this evening, Eris. Really appreciate it.
1: Thank you for having me, Masajaba.
0: Good night. Don Massad on our next Financial Services Board project taking place next week, Monday, as we look at another element of the work being done by the Financial Services Board.